Welcome to the Rocks and Roots Podcast. We are back at you with yet another fabulous episode. Hello, Crank. How are you? I am doing wonderful, um, especially because I'm looking forward to the end of the month, finally finishing the Shenandoah. Woo-hoo! So we will update you on that. But I am doing especially great this evening because we just had a conversation with Jess Lancaster. And Jess is an accomplished hiker who specializes in Tennessee and the Cumberland Plateau. So this is an area that we have no clue about. Nothing about. So it was very, very informative um, to hear some more detail about the Art Loeb Trail and the Cumberland Plateau and just learn about this, um, about Tennessee, which we have never hiked in. Um, And I would also like to personally thank Jess for rescheduling many times. And then we also had an issue with time zones. So thank you so much for working with us. Yes, we truly appreciate it as East Coasters think we're the center of the universe. And we're not! Surprise, surprise! Um, I will say, I apologize in advance. If you hear the thunder in the background, there was a nice thunderstorm rolling by here in northern New Jersey. So... Sorry. We right. are an outdoor podcast, so that just adds atmosphere. <laughs> that very, very, very nice crank. Agreed. Okay. So I'm not sorry then. Okay. So anywho, when you listen to the podcast at the end, just does give her socials. So you'll hear all about that then. But for now, we're on the Instagram. We are on the Tiki Talk. We are on the Patreon. We are on the YouTube. We have tons of shit. Go follow us or something. Plus, we appreciate you very much for listening to our modest podcast. We are gaining followers ever so slowly, so we really appreciate you listening. Cranky just figured out that we can check out who's listening to us state by state. So, New England, go you. Utah, there's one Utah person listening. Hello, Utah. Thank you so much for listening. And one from Washington, D.C. So, Go you. Um, and hopefully we will break into the South now that we have our first true Southern guest. So we hope you enjoy the episode and we will be back at you at some point. Um, maybe even it might even be a couple weeks until we finish the Shenandoah, but we're not going anywhere. We will be back eventually. All right. So without further ado, here is Miss Jess Lancaster. <laughs> Well, hello, Jess, and thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast this evening. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, Excited to talk about hiking in Tennessee. Which is a place we really know nothing about, so we are very excited for uh, to hear all the intel. And we were just looking at our demographics, and most of our listeners come from Jersey and New York, which makes sense, and New England. So we uh-huh. are excited to have someone from the South on. Yes. Yeah, it's great. There's lots of, lots of stuff down here. So, Lots of stuff that really doesn't get a lot of attention other than the smoky. So I'm glad we're going to be right. talking about some different things. And we're going to, um, Tumbles and I are going to learn a lot from this. But 
let's start with your background. So um, are you from Tennessee? That's obviously where you are now. And then how did you get into hiking and the Cumberland Plateau? So I'm originally from northwest Indiana, so right on Lake Michigan, um, where the Indiana Dunes National Park now used to be National Lakeshore when I was growing up. But now there's a national park in my hometown, which is kind of crazy that I grew up with, you know, that like national park right in my backyard and of course didn't appreciate it. But um, yeah, so grew up uh, in Indiana, spent summers at summer camps. We kind of lived a little bit out in the country. So we had a little bit of land, like my dad, like mowed this path through like our property. So I had like a trail that I would go hiking on when I was younger and um kind of fell in love with Tennessee. Uh, we would visit the Smoky Mountains, of course, a huge vacation destination. Um, started going there when I was a kid, and we just kind of kept going. We loved it. So um, that's how I kind of fell in love with Tennessee. And then I ended up transferring colleges, and I finished college in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I'm at now, and have been here since 2009. So a lot of my adult life has been in Tennessee. Um, Nashville based, but um, close enough to all the good stuff in the outdoors. For sure. Now, Nashville, I, I, I know nothing about the geography of Tennessee. Is Nashville east, west, north, south? Where are we talking? Right in the center. Right so, the you center. know, Tennessee's like long and thin. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of like right in the center. So <clears throat> we're about three and a half, three and a half to four hours from the Smoky Mountains, depending on what part you're going to. And then I can get to a lot of really great hiking in about an hour and a half. Yeah, so that's great. And there's, I mean, there's great city parks and things here, you know, local, but um, a lot of the stuff where I like to go and feel like I'm actually in the backcountry, about an hour and a half. Everything from like an hour and a half to like four hours away is, there's lots of stuff, lots of stuff. So do you consider your four hours a day trip? Would you do go four hours um, <laughs> Because we I do. Usually, so I usually cap it at like two and a half hours okay. for a day, for a day hike. So okay. I usually don't, wouldn't do like the Smokies as a day hike. I theoretically could for sure. It's just like, there's a lot in between there. And my parents live right outside the Smokies now. So they moved down, they retired down in East Tennessee. So when I do go, I can kind of make it like a quick overnight. It's easy to do that, even if I don't feel like camping or whatever, getting permits and all that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I usually don't go to the Smokies for day hikes. Understood. I wish I was a little closer. <laughs> I'm so I'm almost there. It's like so close, but yeah. So two questions to branch off of that. Um, so how many miles are you doing on an overnight within the 24 to 48 hours? And then you mentioned... The permit system. How much of a pain in the butt is that? Can you talk about that a little bit? Because we absolutely uh, love the permit system, don't we, Chris? Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's actually not Dark that bad. It. I mean, <clears throat> most... So, like, obviously, if you're hiking on the AT, you don't need a permit for most things. But in Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Like, if you're in Georgia, like the Georgia AT, you just go. Mm -hmm. you just, yes. I mean, I register... I mean, I, I usually register with the ATC just so... They know I'm out there and also, like, track miles, whatever. But, um, like, through the Smokies, you do need permits. Even, um, like, through hikers don't need a permit. Maybe they do. I don't I don't know. But um, it's not too hard. It's just 
another step of planning. Um, uh-huh. Most of the rest of the stuff is usually like just through the Tennessee state park system. So it's, it used to be free and you just had to like register. Now it's, I think it's like $9 for a backcountry yep. site. Which okay. Tennessee state parks are also free to enter for everybody. So it's a small price to pay to like be able to use these great state parks. So it's not too, it's not too bad. It's just on the weekends, the popular ones, of course, fill up, get, fill up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, as far as like mileage, 24 to 48, it just depends what I'm feeling like in the summers. I really, really hate summers down here. So like, I'm not doing lots of miles. I'm like maybe five to seven miles each way and that's fine like it just gets too hot and then it's usually with my dog and then she gets warm and um but typical like spring spring fall winter I am doing I don't know I like to make it worth my time so like at least 10 miles a day okay good yeah yeah that's about Um, average you know like just depend yeah it just depends on what I'm doing you know sometimes if you're if I'm doing like a defined point to point trail it is what it is sometimes if i'm just picking a random loop i'm gonna do i kind of choose how long and usually i end up doing more than i plan on because i'm like i can do it i can just push myself it's fine of course (laughs) i want to get the miles down (laughs) so all right so primarily from what i gathered from um you know checking out instagram you primarily um hike in the cumberland plateau can you tell us a little bit about that area, like the overall length, maybe some of its history, because we, like I said, we are going to learn a lot from you this episode. Okay, great, great. So yeah, the Cumberland Plateau, so like just geographically, Tennessee, like the middle Tennessee, like we're in the Cumberland Valley. So like Cumberland River goes through Nashville. And then as you drive east towards the Smoky Mountains, towards the Appalachian Mountains, you hit the plateau. So as you're driving east, you can see all of a sudden, like you're driving out, like something rises up like out of nothing almost. Mm-hmm. So that's like the beginning of like kind of the Appalachian Mountains. And so within there, once you get up there, there's a lot of like really cool. It's not really like mountainous mountainous yet. It's like you're looking down into a gorge. There's tons of like little like you're on you can you can hike on top of the plateau you can hike down into the gorges there's lots of tons of waterfalls like 180 waterfalls or something ridiculous like that in this area lots of really great rivers and waterways like really cool streams and huge rocks like crazy house size boulders just like tons tons of stuff it just doesn't you know it does definitely feels different than like hiking in the mountains but Mm -hmm you still get those like mountain like views, but it's, you're looking, but it's a gorge. I don't know. It's okay. crazy. Now, it's does, beautiful. Does the plateau cover the width of Tennessee? So it's kind <clears throat> of like it, it, the Cumberland plateau goes from like Georgia all the way up. It kind of follows like the whole Appalachian mountains up, right. but it like, you know, it's like once the plat- plateau ends, the Appalachian mountains begin gotcha. basically. And then, so it's, and then it doesn't start until, you know, a couple, like an hour east of Nashville, where you can, like, see the, see it go, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it sends up into Kentucky, and there's, like, lots of stuff up there as well, like the Cumberland Mountains kind of go in, into Kentucky, and there's some beautiful areas up in southeastern Kentucky as well. 
But yeah. Wow, very cool. (laughs) I've never heard of the Cumberland Plateau. Have you, Crank? No, not until I started poking around once we realized that we were going to talk to Jess. Yeah. What are you looking at for, like, elevation changes um, in the gorges? <laughs> yeah, it's it's about not quite a thousand feet usually to go down into them. You know, it's less it's less than a thousand feet. I should look at what my last hike was when I went in there. But um, it's, like, the opposite of obviously like climbing a mountain because you're like going down into the gorge and you have to climb back out. Um, but there's like a a super rocky area too. Um, like lots of boulder fields and you're walking over rocks a ton. So that makes it like challenging and it makes it feel like you've done more than you actually have a lot of times too. Um, but it's not super crazy elevation changes, as in, like, you're not, you're not gaining, like, 2,000 feet of, or losing or gaining 2,000 feet of elevation, right. but it's enough to feel like you're down in the gorge and you're up, like, looking at, like, a rolling hills almost, because it looks like, you know, like, the gorge is folding over itself and... What they yeah. call the foothills before you get to the big mountains. You know? Yes, kind of. So, like, yeah, that, like, once you get off the plateau, or once you, like, keep going east, then it's, like... Then the f- true foothills start. Okay. And then it's the... The, the mountains. Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, in in your hiking of the plateau, what has been your favorite hike? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, so there is a <clears throat> trail that they are working on, like a through hiking, a long distance trail, called the Cumberland Trail, which starts at like the northeast corner kind of on the border of virginia and tennessee it's going to end in chattanooga so like right i don't know right outside the city kind of um so that's not finished yet Mm -hmm. there is like i don't over 200 miles connected but it's going to be like over 300 miles i think when it's all said and done but it's crazy hard to build a trail in modern times (laughs) you know like just getting all the land pieces sorted out, trying, you know, lots of on private land. It's just a lot slower going. I mean, obviously I wasn't alive when like the larger trails were getting formed, but I mean, every year they change a little bit, you know, you're rerouting around certain things and whatever. So it will be really cool when it's all completed, but I don't know when it's going to be like, they say, you know, 2024, 2023, 2025. So who knows when it's going to be done. It takes a lot of, I mean, they're working hard to get the land together and everything like that. All that to say, there will be a very cool trail that you can come down and hike, although I see all of the Cumberland Plateau. Um, so along that trail, there's um, some really cool day hikes slash overnights that I've done. Um, one called Black Mountain that just pretty classic Cumberland plateau hike, just lots of rocks, lots of structures, a little bit of water. Um, and then you have like a nice view at the end. Um, and there's, there's a, another area kind of closer to Chattanooga, a little more, um, called Laurel snow. So that has two really great waterfalls and has like a really long bridge over this huge gorge. It's really beautiful. Um, um, outside of that, the area that I've probably been to the most is called Savage Gulf. So it's part of a state park called South Cumberland State Park, as in South Cumberland Plateau State Park. Um, and it's a, like, it's pieces all, like, it's not all contiguous. There's, like, different pieces of it all over the South 
southern part of the plateau. And so that includes a lot of like really amazing hiking. Savage Gulf being the main, kind of the biggest main part of it. Just lots of short, short backpacking loops, longer backpacking loops, super popular day hikes. There's like waterfalls at each of the ends because like the streams that flow dump into the gorge from each of these three points. So there's like three mouths of this gorge. Um, I'm looking at the map now of, yeah. was it Savage Gulf? Savage Gulf, yeah. So you can kind of see it's like the spindly, it has like it those is. three forks. Um, oh, wow. Could make a that, nice weekend out of that, huh? Yes, I mean, it would be cool. I've only, so I've hiked every mile of those trails except for like this, the very northeasternmost like loop up there. Okay. It's great. There's, it's usually, once you get out of the popular place, it's pretty quiet and secluded. Mm-hmm. Um, really feels like you're in the wilderness much more than a lot of longer hikes that I've done or like longer trails that I've done. Um, you really feel like you're kind of getting, getting out there. So, and another That's- really popular one is Fiery Gizzard, which has been named by Backpacker Magazine, like the top one of the top 25 hikes in the country multiple times so it's like a 13 mile point to point through hike not really but kind of it's definitely doable in a day but that has everything that has a little bit of everything i have to say it's you have your waterfalls you have your like gorge walking plateau walking very Um, cool yeah i'm seeing this and it ends at foster falls yes okay and it's a really great swimming like in Foster Falls as well. Nice. Um, we always support a trail that ends with a water hole. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking at pictures of both Fiery Gizzard and of Black Mountain Trail. And at least what people have put on all trails are absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. And that's like, just all trails, too. I mean, not just, I mean, that's, there's, great photographers on all trails but yeah it's just a little little bits of of things yeah but there's spots where you like you're hiking between um almost canyon walls there's Mm -hmm. like this is really really cool shit yeah it's crazy like i feel like people it's it's funny because i think oh yeah of course everyone knows about this because it's something that i've been familiar with for you know a decade or so Mm mm-hmm but it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is really a cool place that I get to, like, hike in. Like, I, I often, like, take, not that I take it for granted, because I, I always think it's really beautiful, but, you know, like, all these, you know, Colorado, California, I don't know, Maine, all these places, like, oh, it's these really cool outdoor places, and they have outdoor, like, such great outdoor culture, and, but Tennessee does, too. <laughs> not to say that, that those don't. Oh, of like, course. Like, they do. Like, it's great. I mean, but you I have like, Clingman's oh, Dome. In yeah, Tennessee. Right. Or they I just mean, think it's yeah. the Smokies and it's yeah. Gatlinburg and it's touristy. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of places in the Smokies that are, are you can still find seclusion. You just can't hike the popular trails. Of course. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a special place for sure. And I think worth, I mean, you could make it worth your while to come down for like a week. There's so much, I feel like you could, everything's relatively close in that area. You could see a lot for sure. That's great. So, t- 
tumbles. Yes. I'm looking. Yes. And if we wanted to twist Mrs. Cranky's arm into slack packing us, there's <laughs> Can the she hear you? Chattanooga <laughs> and Chattanooga National, National Military, Military Park, Park for uh-huh. history buffs. So I'm already conniving in my head how we can get my lovely wife to um, slack pack us in those areas. So yeah, there's also a lot of history there, which is really cool as well. So you have um, those state parks, you know, recognizing Civil War history, the Siege of Chattanooga. Um, so yeah, if anyone is interested in that, that's another reason to head down there. there you yeah, go. lots of Civil War. I mean, not necessarily <clears throat> in... Oh like, in Savage Gulf, Cumberland Plateau area, but, like, tons, I mean, there's tons of civil wars, you know, this, Tennessee was, like, the battle, like, a lot of the battleground of the civil war, so lots of mil- national military parks, built ma- national battlefields in the area as well, which, yeah, it's kind of wild that, to think about, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that happened. <laughs> that happened yep. here. Yes. Let's go, so we'll leave tomorrow. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> so you've also done the Art Lobe Trail. Um, can you describe that? Well, first describe uh, the trail. Yeah, where is it? And then where is it? What is it? And then what was your hike like a little bit? Yeah, so Art Lobe Trail is in North Carolina, not too far from Asheville, North Carolina, which is western part of North Carolina, still in the mountains, still, you know, you're very much um in the Appalachians um so it's in a national forest it's in Pisca National Forest so the nice thing about national forests is you don't have to worry about permits mm-hmm. so super easy to hike to like you know just kind of go and go for it like when I did it uh, I have a friend who she works at Mountain Crossings in Neil Gap um yes we are familiar so with she because she hiked the AT Sobo last year. Nice. Um, so I finished with her from Neil Gap to all the way to Amicaloba Falls. Anyway, all that to say, she and I uh, just randomly one week, she's like, I have three days off. Let's, do you want to hike? And I was like, yeah, duh, of course. And so um, I've been wanting to do the Art Lobe Trail for a while, but it's like, it's like four and a half to five hours. So just like, even for, you know, an overnight or a weekend, I just, it takes a little bit more planning. Just like, I do have to ask off work. I have to do this and that. Anyway, got it all sorted out. And we didn't, we, I don't recommend this. We did not really plan so much. (laughs) We didn't really know what was like, yeah, water can be kind of scarce. So I don't know. It was just a funny, like all, we kind of just like went and we're like, we can figure this out. And we did. And it was fine. It was beautiful. But um, I wish I would have prepared just like a little bit more, um, but you can say that about anything. Um, but yeah, area it's it's this area is, is like beautiful. Just the other side of the Smokies, so just or other side of the Appalachian Mountains from the Smokies. Um, just beautiful. I don't know, beautiful rolling hills. You know, beautiful views. Lots of balds where you can see super far. There's a lot of so. Part of the Pisco National Forest is the Shining Rock Wilderness, and they call it Shining Rock Wilderness because the lock, rocks are literally like quartz and shiny, like white. So it almost looks like cool. snow. So you, there's just huge in, in in a certain part of the trail. There's just these huge white, glittering boulders that are just like so beautiful. And like you're like, is that snow on the ground? You're like, no, that's a rock. Okay, wait, what's going on? And then just like, yeah, just really unique. Well, Pisgah National Forest is fabulous as well because it has the sliding rocks that you can 
literally go into a pool of water. Yes, right. That, right, right. Yeah. I, yeah, how old was I? I must have been, I don't know, 11 years old. And I still remember that very fondly. Yeah. The water was freezing, but I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's such a beautiful area. There's, like, so much within it. Little, like, little day hikes, you know. There's uh, When you're driving through National Forest, too, it's always, there's always, like, those pull-offs, like, those random things that are just, like, beautiful, like... And just tends to be a little less crowded mm-hmm. than national parks, obviously. Um, even state parks, that kind of thing. It's just a little bit more wild and just very beautiful. I it was it was I would do it again. It was it was it was hard. It was mm-hmm. very hard. We did it originally. We're gonna do it uh, three days, two nights, just to like kind of take our time a little bit. But it was supposed. To, we didn't know about weather. The weather was kind of getting bad. Uh, looked like it could get bad and so we just were let's just do it in two days so we did like 17 miles a day um and it's just constantly you're just like up down up down up down up down up down so that's interesting um, because the uh, i've heard of the art lobe trail i mean a yeah. lot of people have heard about it and it's less than 40 miles it's yeah, 31 miles yeah. okay so i mean for such a short trail it's rather popular yeah yeah it is it, it's I mean, obviously, like, a lot of trail runners, it's, like, a really good okay. training because it's 30 miles, you know, if you're doing an ultra and you're getting so much Elevation. up and down. So a lot of trail runners do that um, in a day. Um, but it's definitely doable in an overnight. It was just, I mean, we you're just hiking all mm-hmm. day, which is fine because that's what you're <coughs> out there to do. So what else are you going to do? So that's oh, why I'm, like, all these people at the get their campsites, it's, like, two o'clock and they just stop i'm like what are you gonna do just sit there all day just keep hiking (laughs) but so i'm looking at pictures and it actually first of all this website uh where you can find information about the trail hike wnc um it looks like it's a really great website yeah the the pictures on here are awesome this kind of um Tennant Mountain looks amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which what 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 one? Tennant Mountain. Tennant Mountain. Yeah, that's one of the mountains on our like on the Artlobe Trail. Yeah, there's lots of you summit lots of like little. It's beautiful. Like, then, not little, but like <clears throat> lots of lots of mountains. Yeah. I'm looking at what you were describing, Jess. Um, shining rock with the mm-hmm. quartz, and it looks like there's snow all over the rocks, but yeah, it's not. It is not, yeah. Um, Black Balsam Knob is, like, a really popular, like, day hike. You can, like, hike in from it. But, I mean, it is it is very beautiful. It's one of those things I reluctantly am, like, okay, it's so popular. And I kind of hate saying, like, you should see this. But it's it's very, very beautiful. So No, we take recommendations seriously here on the podcast. Yes. So, yes, um, recommend it, away. Yeah, what, well, one of my... My friend who I was hiking with, she had done Black Balsam Knob as a day hike a few times, but she's like, just hits different when you're through hiking. <laughs> like, I mean, yep. it, you know, it just, you know, you hike, you know, 15, 16 miles to get there. So it was just like, and it was a beautiful day. It was like in the evening. And so we just, it was, it was a magical, magical time. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at some of the pictures again, also, parts of it look like southern Pennsylvania. It looks like you get tons of variety on this trail. Yes. Yes. Very cool. All right. So um, let's move on to... Oh, 
your waterfalls. You mentioned waterfalls oh, yeah. many times already in our conversation. Your Instagram is filled with um, just amazing pictures of waterfalls. But I was noticing um, your photos are absolutely gorgeous. Can you talk a little bit about photography and what effects are you using on those waterfall pictures? Yeah, so first off, I am like, I, I'm not like, I don't classify myself as a photographer. You know, I'm not out there with my like fancy, I take everything with my iPhone camera. I'm not like out there trying to like get this perfect shot with my camera. So all the photographers out there, I'm not trying to uh, steal your thunder here. I did take photography classes like in high school. Like I know how to work a camera. I know how to, I do have like, you know, I learned the basics of like different photography composition things or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I just, and I used to be super into film photography and all that kind of thing, but it's just, there was just, I wasn't enjoying the moment. I was like taking too many photos with like my five different cameras trying to get all these things. Then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take photos with my iPhone photo or with my iPhone and it's going to be great. So, um, I mean, I'm just using, I'm just using, um, Lightroom, the free version of Lightroom to edit photos sometimes. Lightroom is great. I feel like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes I just do it on my, you know, use what's on the phone. Um, but, I mean, to get those long exposure shots, anyone can do that with an iPhone. You just have to take a live photo and change the settings on it to make it a long exposure. So anyone with an iPhone, and maybe even a Samsung, I don't know how the how, what the settings are those, but you don't need a fancy camera to make long exposure photos with the so the water looks like soft you can do it on your phone it's kind of cool yeah and they're absolutely gorgeous so thank you all right so this is what um i have wanted to talk about and thank you again for our listeners this has been like the third or fourth time we've rescheduled this (laughs) with jess so it is greatly appreciated so i've been waiting to talk about this for a couple of weeks so you did Springer to Blood Mountain, which was one of our favorite AT sections. <laughs> uh, can you talk about that experience and your thoughts on that section of the AT? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was my first time like doing like longer than just like an overnight on the AT specifically. So. I was excited to like really feel like, oh, I'm actually like going to be out on the trail, going to be, I don't know, feeling more like a through hiker. I don't know. Um, but uh, it was super cool also like just to be able to like finish the AT or finish the AT with my friend. So it was like she was at the end of her journey and yeah, it was beautiful. And I like we I'd been to Blood Mountain before like just on a day hike but like again like hiking up from neil gap into blood mountain is just like it was obviously right away just like oh straight up yes um (laughs) that was was a difficult day for us i also well it's funny because that was like i was also like oh i'm gonna bring so much trail magic for her and so i had like a like six pack of beer like so much food and candy so my pack was like so heavy (laughs) it was ridiculous so i'm like why did i do this but then it was worth it because then we got to have like fun snacks when we were you know at that camp but um it was 
It was pretty challenging also. I mean, that whole section, I feel like yeah. kind of similar to Art Lobe. It's just you go up just to come back down again. Absolutely. And yes. so it's like, oh, this is, we're doing this. We're going for it. Um, but, like, obviously it was so beautiful. And we we hiked it. It was December, middle of December. And so oh, wow. it was really gloomy and foggy. So, like, we didn't get to see some of the views which was kind of a bummer, but also it just felt like we were hiking in, like, magic the whole time because it was, like, that, like, fog and that mist. Uh, it was also the only time it rained because she was hiking through the fall. <laughs> I and feel like no matter where north, you go. So she was like, I feel sounds... like I didn't, she's like, I feel like I didn't get the classic AT experience because I didn't. She, like, carried rain pants the whole way and only wore them the last, like, three days of the trail. Yeah. Like, so anyway, all that to say, it was... Class, I figured out the classic weather experience. It poured on our longest day the whole day. Um, and I thought... This sounds so, so familiar. familiar. Yeah. Well, and like, I thought, you could be describing gonna... our Georgia experience. In yeah. June. But, like, also... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. At least it was, like, <laughs> not hot. Right. But I was still... I mean, I was still hiking in shorts and a t-shirt, you know, because... Oh, wow. In Tennessee in the South still... Once you get going, especially, it's like, for some of the hike, I was hiking shorts and t-shirt. But, um, yeah, it was, like, pouring. And I thought, I wore, like, my, I, I wore, like, waterproof shoes just for, like, a little bit of warmth. Because I, like, so I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, it, I, whatever. I didn't even really think anything of it. Just to make my feet a little bit warmer. And then it poured all day. And so, basically, I just had was walking in swamp shoes the whole oh, time. Yes, you were. You know what I mean? It's just like I could keep emptying them out, but they were gonna keep getting filled up and because they're waterproof Gore-Tex shoes, they're not gonna Breathe. dry out. It was just like, are you kidding me? But it's fine, you just get used to it and you just keep hiking. And then like you only the have last days. Yeah. And then it sounds miserable and amazing all at once. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's hiking. I was just thinking earlier today, I was like I don't, I can't really explain why I love hiking so much. And I think that's why I like it so much. Like, I can't explain why it is the best thing ever, but mm -hmm. it just is. But it's like the worst, but it's the best. Anyway, <laughs> I was just thinking about that earlier today. I was like, how did, how would I explain how much I like hiking to somebody who didn't understand hiking? Right. And I don't know. But anyway, all that to say, it was super warm and humid and rainy that day. Our last, we stayed at the Springer Mountain Shelter, and then, because we wanted to wake up, we, she didn't want to finish in the rain, and we wanted to wake up and go to Springer in the morning, and it was going to be beautiful. Well, overnight, it got very cold. It froze overnight. Like, everything froze. And so, like, we were in, it was also the day a bunch of tornadoes went through southern Tennessee southeast Tennessee there was a tornado like in my neighborhood that weekend like there was a ton of really bad weather thankfully we had missed it it was a little bit more north of us um but it like brought through this like freezing we had like the tent like, both of our tents hung up to like block the shelter doors or block the shelter opening to like block out some wind and then like all of our clothes that we had on froze completely it's just like solid you know Frozen collar, you know, frozen socks, frozen shoes. Yeah. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, well, I mean, I had, I did, thankfully didn't have to put on like, or like a freezing t-shirt or anything. You know, obviously I had my other, my backup 
flows, but putting your feet, putting your feet into freezing shoes is not it's fun, isn't it? And then your feet don't really, th- it was so cold that morning. And so your feet, our feet didn't really thaw out. And I felt so bad for Bethany because she like was finishing her through hike, like summiting Springer. And like, we're just like screaming and yelling because we were so cold. And like the photos are all, she's just like so cold and like our faces are so red we're so bundled up and i was like i'm so sorry that this is the end but also it's kind of classic that we're finishing in this freezing yes i don't know so it was a it was an experience well, for sure now did um, you guys go down to amicalola did you continue yes your so uh, that's where i parked my car and i had i have family friends that live in the area and so they shuttled me up to Neil Gap, and so yeah, oh, we nice. we did the AT approach trail in reverse. So I was gonna say, like, once you get to Springer, you're done. But then you're really not done. You still right. have miles right. to go. Seven miles to go. Which and we could. I mean, I could have parked at. There's like a parking lot not too yep. far from Springer, but it's about a, a mile. mile and a yeah yeah. But I was like, I kind of want to like do the whole like the whole thing and then also for her to like be able to sign the sobo register and like go you know go through the stone arch and all that stuff so like she also wanted to do that so it was nice to be able to do like the full thing and it was nice that we got to go down all those steps at amicola falls and not up the steps the falls must have been gorgeous in the winter and also i was gonna say blood mountain and blood mountain shelter in the fog and the rain it sounds miserable but we did it in those conditions Mm -hmm. and it just adds a actually a really nice atmosphere yeah to that section because that section is kind of creepy anyway it's named freaking blood mountain right Um, it's a horrible movie if you've not seen it i would highly recommend a horrible movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so you know, doing it in the fog and the rain, it just adds this really nice, creepy atmosphere that um, it sounds horrible, but it, it's not. It's really cool doing it in those conditions. Yeah. No, it was. And it was, like, the only thing that was, like, annoying was just, like, my own fault. Like, having, like, shoes full of water that wouldn't drain out. <laughs> yes. Like, that was, like, that was stupid. Well, so, never water. again. Never again. Now, it rains too much in the south. What are we rocking so, now? Um, so I have like one of every shoe because I used to work at REI and so you just get Correct. everything. So um usually I'm wearing lone peaks now. Okay. Um ultra lone peaks. Yep. Um I also have some Hoka, some speed goats. Cool. I also like XA Pro, Solomon XA Pros. They're a little they're much more um sturdy, mm-hmm. but um it's great for like super rocky things i guess you also have a narrow foot i do yeah solomon's are are good for for more narrow which is funny because the xa pros are the least narrow of them all like they are like actually like a normal width of a foot like it's not like (laughs) it's funny because it is still like i'm having to like tighten them down all kind of a lot but that's good to know yeah i yeah, yeah, we are doing half dome this summer, so something okay. with grip yeah. is going to be, so we should maybe check those out, Tumbles. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Yeah, no, I really do, and I do feel like those have such a good sole, like such a good grippy sole on them, the XA Pros. Um, I really do love them. We'll I do, and the long, 
the lone peaks i feel like the soles are are pretty good as well like you gotta get them new though (laughs) yes exactly yeah after a couple hundred miles they get soft spots on the soles and you start to slip and and they self-destruct Yes. Well, that's a nice other nice thing about Solons are they do last many, many more miles than than Lone Peaks. They're just much more sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah. yeah. Like they're going to last you a longer time. So um, I do love those. So since we are on the topic of gear, um, it looks like from your Instagram, you talk about your six moons design pack um can you go into that in some more detail we have heard of six moons designs it is getting a little bit more popular as the years go on yeah so i was hiking with a very heavy pack compared to what my gear was um i when i first started backpacking i you know i had i got what i could afford i was like young early 20s just like okay, I'm going to get everything as cheap as I can. And I was, you know, I had like a six pound tent and a four pound sleeping bag. You know what I mean? Just that's, and yep. I, I made it work and it was great. And I, I fell in love with it. And, you know, you don't have to have fancy gear to go hiking at all Correct. or backpacking. Um, but I kind of still had like, I'd, I'd since upgraded. Um, I shouldn't say upgraded. I just got different gear. Like I, everything was so much lighter and my, my pack was like five pounds and like, like my base weight was like nine or 10 pounds. I'm like, what, how, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I don't need to have a pack that like weighs as much as my weighs more than my tent sleeping bag. And yeah, anyway, so that's what um, I do till this day. So yes, he does. Which is, <laughs> like, and it's fine because there are, it's just whatever you like. That's the thing. It's like, I hate when people are like, Oh, that's a bad pack or those are bad shoes. It's like, if it works for you. for you, why are you being so weird about it? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Anyway, all that to say, I do love gear, though, and I could talk about it all day. So the reason I chose Six Moon Designs, I wasn't ready to quite go completely frameless because I was going from a highly structured pack. Like, I had an Osprey uh, Aura AG, which is, like, the one that has a really nice... It's, like, anti-gravity, so it sits off your back, which I thought I would like, but then mm-hmm. it just makes it bounce too much for me. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted something ultralight that would, I didn't have to worry about, like, counting grams and ounces, um, but also had a lot of flexibility with it. And so the great thing about Six Moons is you can get um, three different types of harnesses in two different sizes and different kinds of hip belts in different sizes. So it's, you kind of pick your hip belt size, you pick your vest style and size, and it's then you can kind of customize it to be what you need so it's i had not found that in a lot of other packs where it's like or it comes standard with one hip belt and you couldn't it was like you had to buy another hip belt to change it out and so with this one too it has like you can switch the torso length on it so it's just one pack and then you just take off the shoulder harness and you know adjust it to what feels good for you um price point was very friendly um it was under $300 for sure. It was like two, two ten, two twenty or something mm-hmm. for like, um, how many liters? It's 50. Oh, oh wow. 40 and nine, 48 to 50. Yeah. And it has like side, I know this is, I know podcasts are not a visual medium, but <laughs> that's okay. Like, we're that's okay. We're, we um, are on video. No, can- yeah. But I figured I need to like look at it. Yeah. Just like it has like a side compression strings. Um, 
like an, a really nice thick like mesh you know, pocket, or, um, yeah. elastic pouch uh super easy to reach and get the water bottles out of the side pouches never had a problem with that uh which is super great um that that's enticing yes no it really uh it has like the this vest running vest style harness oh so it's like a running vest. like i mean it's so there's three points yeah, it's like a running vest so yeah. it comes here and here uh, and there's two chest clips um people I'm sure some people hate it because they don't like the running vest, but I found it's super comfortable regardless of like your size, like people who have like larger chests or broader chests or a bigger, a little bit bigger, like really, I've seen people say they still love it. It fits them better than having just like this skinny straps. Um, like getting hugged throughout your entire yes. And it just, it's just, I feel like it does distribute the weight much better. Um, that should be their, their slogan. It's yeah. like a hug. Like a hug. <laughs> like a hug. Um, yeah, and there's hip belt pockets, big enough to fit lots of stuff, so I don't feel like I need to wear, like, a fanny pack, like, snacks. And, like, these vest straps have so many pockets in them. There's, like, the, like... Oh, wow. It's your water bottle. There's, like, zippers. There's, like, it's there's so many pockets. So I definitely don't feel like I need to have any. We are else. tagging Six Moon Designs in all of our promotion for this episode. <laughs> Please yeah. sponsor us, Six Moon Designs. Uh, I know. I, I actually, I mean, I don't need to upgrade. I don't need a new, a new tent. I do love my tent. But they have some pretty cool, like, shelters as well. Like, that. When and if my tent decides to not work anymore. Or I, I, I would love to try out one of theirs as well so cool anyway it was just like i feel like it was like the perfect all-around pack for me just like being able to customize everything and it was ultra like i don't remember how many ounces it is exactly but oh another thing you, if you want to go frameless you can take this the frame out it's just like a like a hoop stay basically and so you can you can take this stay you can take that out if you want to and make it a frameless pack which is super great if you want to try that if there were that's your that's your jam. i was gonna say for what you do, you seem to be very versatile you do a lot of day stuff uh sometimes you're out there for weekends it seems like that is a pack that you can customize for which whatever you're doing whether you're doing a day or whether you're doing a couple yeah. of days and then the fact that you could take the frame out just proves that point even more and so. it has like the like the top y strap so it's like you can fold it down and so even like i just went on a, a like a really quick overnight a couple weekends ago and i my pack was i barely brought anything because it was just a quick trip and it 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 like um it packed down super nice like it didn't look too like it was too flimsy or anything like right. it just yeah all reminds me of gossamer gears pack that's the one yeah. I have. It look it, it reminds me of the same thing minus that that hug. So yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. It's uh, this the version I have is the Swift V. Okay. So that's like the budget friendly version. It's it's made with aerobic nylon, so it's not as like durable mm -hmm. as like X Pack or um, I forgot what other they. But there is so like I, like if I was truly through hiking an entire like long long hike, I probably would have upgraded and got something a little more durable but i'm not gonna be out for six months at a time for so right this one worked so great for me hmm. has worked so great the for swift me, so. v you said yeah yes yeah. and the swift x is a exact same pack it just 
isn't like you can just choose your um uh material so right now it looks like they're sold out of a lot of them but yeah it's just like yeah we are making that's unfortunate to hear but we are making notes because um like i said we are doing half dome we're going to be dipping into the grand canyon and we're thinking about upgrading our day packs Mm. so yeah they do have like they have a couple like actual like smaller day packs as well that look yeah um, yes they do they have a 30 liter they have a couple of 30s very cool and yes they are reasonable 150 you know 200 right that's another like not that like I, i mean i don't think most of these like ul pack makers are small and you know they're just trying to get you know charge what they need to charge for their products and also everything everything has gone up in price so it's just nice to find something where i'm like oh i spent and they have like a discount code for the first time too so like i spent like two hundred dollars less than 200 almost like less than two hundred dollars on this really great pack so very cool great thank you for the recommendation yes love talking gear so to close out every episode believe it or not it's been almost an hour um we always ask our guests to end with some sort of interesting trail tale it could be something funny it could be something more serious like we've had everything from a guy telling us about um helping a compound fracture and and helicopters coming in to rescue people to like silly stories so do you have um a trail tale to share with us well i feel like i already shared my most recent trail tale about hiking with frozen shoes and screaming at the top of springer mountain (laughs) alone yeah i mean i don't that experience i don't i feel like nothing super crazy has ever happened to me thankfully i'm a very anxious person which (laughs) hiking both helps and like hurts that you know (laughs) like so i feel like i'm very like risk averse but also i make myself do stuff so like hiking is absolutely perfect for that so actually that is um that's kind of where we'll take this then so what about it makes you anxious because tumbles gets really nervous if we have to do a night hike yes Mm. i freak myself out with planning and gear i will pack and repack my shit 40 times but the second we hit the car i am great so like what about it um triggers the anxiety i think a lot of it stemmed from me so like when i first started hiking I was always doing it alone because nobody wanted to go with me. Mm -hmm. So I was always having like, just like I associate hiking with being alone in a, which can be great, but also like good or bad. I'm like, yeah. And so it's like, if I don't have cell phone service, how do I, cause you know, I don't carry a, um, like a garment or anything because keeping those up to date or like paying for the, you know, unless you're doing a through hike, you know, paying for the data and all that stuff is like, whatever so I think knowing that like I could be out somewhere and somebody always knows where I'm at because I always tell some I don't know there's just something about like you're pushing yourself to that edge where like I'm doing something kind of dangerous but like it's okay because I'm planning about I don't know like it's 
So it's the fact of being alone without any communication versus if you you see somebody on the trail or an animal. Are you less worried about that and more about just the, the isolation? I think just like everything. Okay. I think about everything. Right. I'm like, oh, what if a bear comes? Or what if uh, a mountain lion? Mountain lions especially. Like, you don't, like, we have some, or bobcats. Like, we have some, like, crazy cats in Tennessee that nobody talks about. And it's spooky. Um, <laughs> have you seen any? No, I haven't. I've seen, tra- I've seen like, tracks. Yeah. But, but, yeah, like, I think it's just, like, a little bit of everything. Just knowing how many things could I, like catastrophize things just knowing how many things yep. could go wrong absolutely um i could i mean i'm like clumsy i'm like always rolling my ankles like when i was out with my dog last you year, are talking to someone named tumble so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, when i was hiking with my dog last weekend like we were i always hike with poles mm-hmm. for stability and also just for my knees but like she just like pulled me over some slippery rocks and i like fell pretty hard and like if I didn't have my pack on I would have like hit my head really hard on a rock and I'm like oh my gosh like that's kind of you know I could have gotten knocked out and a lot of that like just all those things like I feel like when I start thinking about everything that could go wrong I'm like oh yeah I'm like out here by myself if I'm with somebody else it's much better mm-hmm. like I don't get as anxious because there's somebody else there of I always think I'm gonna run out of water and then I'm gonna like die of thirst so like I I'm finally better about not carrying like the most water in the world all the time. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't no, help you no, back. No, <laughs> it's not. And it's like, I do so much. I typically do so much research before I go because I am so used to being out there alone and having to, like, I have to know where I'm at. You know, I have to know where the simple wayfinding things of like, okay, where's the sun at? If I follow a water source, you know, where am I going to get like, you know, and I've gotten off trail before and I've gotten like, not lost, lost, but it's like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm not on the trail. Where am I? Like, how do I get back? So I'm always tracking something like either on my phone or my watch or, you know, just so I can see where the path that I've been to. I do so many things and I still just, but the more you do it, the, the less, the more confident you become, obviously. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna but, ask out. Do you ever? Does the anxiety ever go away when you're on trail at all? Like if you're in your last couple I was gonna, of miles. Yeah. Thank you, Tumbles. That was gonna be my yeah. exact question. On the flip side, when you're out there, is it like therapy? Yes. Mo- uh, yes and no. Like it depends. If I like see, if I hear something or see some, you know, or like. I don't know, something like, you know, you, or even if like passing somebody on the trail that feels a little bit like off, you know, or like seeing like, seeing like baby, like I saw like a baby doll, like in, um, like way out when I was hiking and like that kind of freaks me out. Like, just like, I think about everything, you know? (laughs) Well, when, when Crank and I did Connecticut and we did, we, we started late and we marched into the evening and it was, I don't know, January mm-hmm. and it was the last mile and a half of the hike out of maybe, I think Ice. it was a 13, 14 mile hike. And all of a sudden we see a bicycle on trail. And I was like, we're, we're, we're by the shelter. It's yeah. dark. It's kind of 
creepy that there's a bike on the trail. So, of course, like, Cranky's fine. I'm like, what's it? And I keep looking around. What is it? It's dark. I can't see shit. It's icy. <laughs> so, yes, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It is funny. Like, I, I've also gone through phases of, like, not hiking just because of being super busy. Like, I went to grad school and I had a two part-time jobs and grad school and, uh, like, so many things going on. So, like, I didn't hike for basically two years, you know. And so... Getting back, starting back again was, like, so hard for me, like, Mm -hmm. to just get out because I was so not confident in my abilities. I hadn't done it in so long. Like, I, you know. You lose your trail legs. Yeah. And so it's just, like, it was really rough. But the first hike's the hardest, and then you just keep, do you do one more? You do one more. It's also nice to hike with a dog. I do feel most of the time safer, except when she, the only, like, she makes me fall much more because she's attached to my waist. Okay. Um, like with the, like a waist leash, and so she's always pulling me over, unfortunately. But just like well, having, like somebody, just having a dog there, just for other humans. I know she'll like. I don't know. She has a good sense of who's good, who's yes. bad. Yeah. And thank um, you so much for um, you know leashing your dog. I oh. do not like dogs on trail. I do it's, not like unleashed dogs on trail and we have had one or two experiences where i was in flight or fight mode and i was leaning towards fight because of stupid dogs so thank you very much it literally makes me so angry when i see because uh, whatever i'm not gonna i could go out for like it's just (laughs) it's bad for the dog it's bad for other hikers Leash your dogs in public places. You don't know if someone's super scared of dogs, has a bad experience with dogs. You also, yes, you're like, my dog's friendly, but also a dog is still an animal. And, like, you don't know how it's going to react to somebody. Like, it could it could have never bit anybody before, but, like, if that person does something that threatens the dog, it's going to react, just like how we react when we're threatened, feel threatened. So, um, but it is, like, she does love hiking, my dog so much and so it is nice to share i can tell she's happy out there so it is nice to like share that with somebody if i you know what don't have somebody with me so but i have much more much more friends who i can hike with just like from working at an outdoor store just knowing people that are hikers also just like weirdly instagram community it's like i hate instagram for a lot of reasons but also like i have found a lot of friends in the area that I can hike with. Um, so it's, yeah, it is, it is nice to hike with people. And I find, and I like, it helped me build my confidence up again. And like the last, so when I do go out by myself, like the last trip I went out by myself, I was like almost no anxiety. Good so it was, it was a familiar, it was because a familiar place, you know, I was like, I knew, so it, it's really nice to feel like, okay, yes, you can do this. But it's also, that's why I love hiking, because it does push me to step out of my comfort zone. It's so easy, especially as an adult. Like, no one really makes you do anything. You know what I mean? Like, when you're a kid, your parents are like, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, or like, you don't have control over your life as much. But it's so easy to get complacent when you're an adult, because no one's usually forcing, even to go to work. I mean, no one's forcing you to do anything most of the time. And it's really easy to slip into complacency and just never challenge yourself and never yes. feel 
you've accomplished something. And I, when I know that I'm feeling anxious or a little scared, I know that's like means that I'm growing and changing and becoming hopefully a stronger, more confident person. So that I is remind myself when I'm feeling extra anxious right there. That is the perfect spot to end. Like that is <laughs> well done. Great. Drop the mic, Jess. That is a great closer. Yeah, it's okay. And if like, you d- just, I mean, I'm sure most people listening know the magic of hiking, but yeah, it's a, you can hike and not enjoy every hike. Like think it's the best thing ever. You know what I mean? It's just cause you're doing it. You're helping yourself. Um, Absolutely. Grow. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you very, very much, Jess. Um, we are going to close out the episode, but hang out for just another second or two. Oh, your plugs. Do you Thank have... Thank you. I was going to say, Jess, give us your plugs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have so many plugs. Oh, do it, girl. Let me t- no, um, my, I mean, Instagram is shehikestn, um, like shehikestennessee. Um, I do have a website that I don't update as much as I would like to, um, where I have, like, hikes. And so a lot of these hikes that I mentioned will probably be on there, but they might be outdated. So maybe like check with me to make sure it's, <laughs> but it's shehikestn.com. Okay. Um, and, uh, I try to make it like a good blend of like simple things like, or simple overviews with like the information you need. So, um, but having a blog is hard and it's a lot of work. And so I just don't do it as much as I'd like, but it's there. It's there. Especially to be a starting point. Um, Yeah. Cool. Well, Very cool. thank you, Jess. It was so informative, and I've learned a bit about Tennessee now, and it makes me want to go. head down and, and, and take Crank and Mrs. Crank for the history. Um, y'all go follow Jess on the gram. If you have any Tennessee hiking questions, you know who to go to. Yeah. And you know who I to, have, to, to. And let me DM. know if you're ever in the area. Like, seriously, love to hike with friends, love to hike with people. Um, yeah. As long as you're like, cool. No, we're not cool. We're actually, <laughs> we're super not cool. No, I'm def- that's the thing. I'm definitely not cool. So actually. <laughs> All right. You got to be cool to hike with Jess. So make yeah. sure you're chill. And with that, Jess, thank you so much once again for coming on. It was a pleasure chatting with you and y'all go follow her. This has been the crank, the tumbles and the Jess. Ciao.